When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, but I do kind of look like Papa Fred. You do. Billsbury, <laughs> 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 uh, a Minneapolis corporation. Is it really? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm starting to show with that. Welcome to Rat Sound Review. We are here with uh, Trevor Richardson. Yes. How's it going, Trevor? Good evening. Hey, yeah, I, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful night here in Britain, New Jersey. <laughs> my, my darling wife Susan's on the veranda. <laughs> and our dog is chasing the radioactive mutants out back. Uh, I, th- I think the nuclear plant's still over there. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Isn't that trauma city? Calm down, Trevor, all right? Your ordeal's over. You scammed the phone company, all right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's a special place in hell reserved for that guy. Get all the free internet you want now. Great. And, uh... I kind of felt bad about screaming at that woman, but... I must have told her eight times, stop calling me Trevor. (laughs) I'm not Trevor Richardson. That is the whole problem I'm calling about. (laughs) Well, you are today, sir. And I'm also joined by... Ah, crap, I forgot your name, sir. What's your name? Carlos. Carlos what? What? Carlos Rodriguez. From El Salvador. I just... I just... uh, I'm not... Well, welcome, Carlos. I am, uh, my name is Wayne, and uh, that's all I'm going to go by, just Wayne, from now on. You should go with Wayne Two Shoes, because you wear two shoes. I do wear two shoes. Yeah, Wayne Two Shoes. That's a good nickname for you. I'm a goody Two Shoes, too. Mm. Yeah, I am. There's, so, a, there's a portion of the dark net fucking dedicated just to you, and we know about it. It probably is. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. So what's going on, guys? It's been a while since we had, like, a regular show. Which we don't have a regular show. We have uh, Billy Ray on at the end of the show. It's going to be a two-parter. We're going to try a little something different with Rad Salad Review. 
and do a little rearranging. Right? And shuffle it up. Shuffle it up. Mold it like a a piece of Play-Doh, which is non-toxic, by the way, but doesn't taste very good. That's right. Um, like 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 a piece of silly putty stretched over a rock. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Fuck bro. you. Uh, and if you don't know what that's from, if you check out the impact attack from uh, the Hamin Media Group from last week on Podbean.com, uh, yeah, we were on that show, and uh, that was one of the jokes that uh, Greg did or Trevor. Sorry. Uh, very funny. Good show. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Big Ray. I'm getting him confused with Billy Ray. Uh, Big Ray was a really cool guy, right? We did uh, what did, about an hour. Oh we? yeah, actually we did more than an hour, but uh, <laughs> half of that doesn't air <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> but hey, I just jumped the first half, and then you I did. jumped in the fucking bathtub with Melissa, fully clothed, and I came back, and well, there you have <laughs> the second half. <laughs> but go definitely go check that I... show out. I went, I, I went through two bottles of sake that night, so I really don't remember any of it, but I encourage you to take my uh, co-host's recommendation. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and All the things you... you'll see on Rats and Review. Mm-hmm. All right. So anything going on, guys? Anything new? Great. Not uh, not really um, audio-wise. I mean, uh, Maniacal Force just picked their uh, album art, and that's getting ready to come out within the next couple months here, their debut album. That's right. But, I posted uh, about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah, musically, um, I haven't really been into much. been kind of bummed about Rick Ocasek. I've been listening to the Cars a lot last oh, couple yeah, of days. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. You've been listening to the Cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which oh, favorite cars? four albums are gold. Uh, my my favorite one overall is Panorama, but um, you know I really can't pick between that one and the first album. They're both great. Yeah. Is there any Cars album to avoid? Because I only have the best of. Uh, you don't door need to door, 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 door. Yeah, yeah, you don't cool. need door to door. And really, honestly, if you have the greatest hits or that just what I needed to this collection. You've got all the best songs off of Heartbeat City, so you can really pretty much skip their last two records. What Plus, is... you've got a bunch of like demos and unreleased stuff, and it, that that stuff yeah. is actually pretty cool to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I like, At, I got yeah. The... Actually, yeah. if you're gonna go out and get it, Wayne, um, I God, it's weird how these guys from these bands keep going back and remastering their catalog and then dying like a year after they finished with it. <laughs> Because Ocasek sounds like a conspiracy. Just, well, it could be that, or it could be the fact that they're all in their seventies and they've lived hard rock and roll lives. But you know, let's uh, you want to take the logic out of it. That's quite alright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know that that uh, that big fire that happened in uh, California, where everybody's fucking records are basically gone. That could be yeah. a conspiracy in itself. Yeah, you know? that could be. I could see that. David Geffen. Fucking had a lighter one night and got drunk. I think that's what happened. Chew! <coughs> Don't say <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Mojo Nixon had a song called Bring Me the Head of David Geffen. You should yes. look it up. We yes. could play that in the background if you want. That's all right. I, uh, I can, I'll look that up. Actually, I think I have that, so I will put it in the background. Yeah, David Geffen, not a good guy. Yeah, not from what I uh, hear. Not a good guy at all. 
But yeah, uh, Rick Ocasek from the Cars has died. Heart disease. Uh, New York Medical Examiner's Office said Monday, pulmonary emphysema, a type of lung disease, was also a contributing factor in the 75-year-old singer's death. So, rest now in peace. He was, he was still married to Paulina, right? All, all oh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They've been married since... See, that's a fucking love story, and I love fucking good love stories. You don't find that in entertainment. And Rick Ocasek no. and Paulina, well, that's a fucking love story, man. I love it. We have the best love story on, on Red Sound Review. True enough. You know? I mean, I, I think uh, it better than that. And it's continuing. I actually just opened, I uh, just incorporated Lighting Lady Design. Go on Facebook. Check out her page. Um, my girl's blowing up. She's She's... On fire, we're going to LDI in Vegas in November uh, with the biggest lighting convention in the world. She's going to hook up with all her old peoples. And uh, the word is out that Melissa's back. And uh, we're, we're building this thing, and it's going to fucking be huge. I'm glad to hear. Who are you doing yeah, this weekend? Excellent. This baby weekend, metal. actually, baby metal yeah. at the Myth in Maplewood, Minnesota. Yeah, and... Cool. and uh, it just, it was a word of mouth thing, and uh, she got the call, and she's like, yeah, I got nothing going on. So, we awesome. uh, booked that, and uh, it's it's just a it'll continual work in progress, and uh, I'm, I'm just psyched out of my brain. Yeah. Well, I got a reason the... to live again. <laughs> this show wasn't enough? I have a reason to live again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not your show. <laughs> little kiss reference <laughs> uh, well if you get to talk to baby metal get them to come on the show or hey do an interview with them backstage while you're there oh I huh I ah. hmm. you probably make that work actually get it I done I need credentials I'll have to uh, laminate something officially yeah, yeah why not what else is there news about? Uh, Jason Newstead lost tons of money on his uh, solo project, according to the guitarist. Uh, X Was that the Newstead band? Yeah. yeah okay. X-Metallica yep. uh, bassist Jason Newstead made some serious waves quickly with his new project, Newstead, in 2012. The band released it. What? It wasn't good. Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, that album sucked. I thought it was pretty good. I don't really remember it getting a ton of buzz either. I mean, it came out, people had really talked it up, and then it just kind of faded away. Well, because he faded away. He, I think maybe he just started to tour or something, or he was going on a tour at Megadeth or some, something was happening, and then all of a sudden he, he backed out, and huh. that was that was it. He was done. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, here it says here. Uh, February 2014, Newstead canceled an appearance at Australia Soundwave over private and personal circumstances. And shortly thereafter, Jason got off of all social media, never to speak of the band again. Hmm. So, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's, that's why you didn't hear nothing about it anymore because he just, he quit everything. And now he's doing some kind of, um, I don't know, some acoustic thing. He might be done doing that because I haven't heard nothing about that story ever again either. Well, I was gonna, yeah, gee, that that might be the last thing I heard about him doing. He's been inactive for a while. 
Yeah, he has been. I guess I always thought he was more of the, the straighter guy in, in Metallica, but apparently not. Apparently he's got his own little demons. You know what I find interesting about that, though, is it, well, okay, gr- granted he w- wasn't in Voivod for that long of a period of time, but, you know, when he was in Voivod, he really worked his ass off and put a lot of his own money into that album yeah. and that tour and everything. Well, didn't he kind of get them back together because weren't they like kind of not doing anything? I remember him saying something about uh, them getting that band back together again or something. Well, Piggy was never not working on something. Mm -hmm. Piggy was brilliant and he was always doing different stuff, but um, uh, they were in kind of a hiatus at that point because Mm -hmm. that was right after the three-piece band era where it was Eric Forrest, the singer and bassist that took Snakes and Blackie's place, and it was just him and uh, Piggy in a way, and they did Negatron and Phobos, and then Forrest left, and Snake came back, and Jason came back, and I think they tried to get Blackie first, but at that point in time, Blackie wasn't interested in doing it, so... I'm not exact. I can't remember how Newstead and Piggy were originally in contact, but you know they got together and then they got uh, him in for that. He really ran with it. Yeah. How many albums did he do with them? Just, just the two, I believe. Okay. Or no, it's three. That's right. There's three. Yeah, because I, I really never liked Voivod, and then I saw when he left Metallica, he joined them, and I really wanted to check him out, because yeah, I was a big fan of Jason Newstead, but uh, at the time, I just I still wasn't really into it. I am now. I, I do like Voivod a lot now. I get it now. At the time, I didn't. But uh, um, I really don't get why. I mean, I like Newstead a lot as a person. I don't think he's all that special of a bassist. I don't get why people rave about him as much as they do, but uh, you know. Hey. Oh, what the hell happened? Where'd you go? I'm right here. No, John's all sideways. And he's stuck. Edit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't even realize he was frozen. I thought he was just listening. Uh <laughs> Uh, oh but the point i was trying to make about those uh those cars albums is you know so they have that remaster series where uh okasic remastered them all from the original tapes and oversaw the whole thing each album includes the b-sides for the singles Mm -hmm. for that particular record and a bunch of work in progress demos um you know from the album songs that got cut even yeah Oh, man. Of course they had to freeze right in front of the thing here uh, in the middle of our show. God damn it. And um, it sucks I couldn't get back on for the Billy Ray thing because he brought up the police and I was actually going to, you know, work the cars into that because he was talking about how different it was. And uh, I was going to say that's one of the neat things about, you know, like the cars and the police and other bands from that new wave time period. They took punk minimalism and the attitude and did a bunch of completely different new stuff with it. Yeah. Love you guys. I uh, just got a hold of uh, our guest that was supposed to be on, and yeah. I told him we'd call him right now yeah. as we're fucking doing this show. 
Yeah. So you still got that number, Wayne? I still got the number. They don't want to do a video, huh? Um, he's still got to join Skype, but we're going to get him a little snippet right now. Right. And we'll reschedule as we're recording this. Okay. Let's Give him a call. Here we go. And I've got the story up now, so I'll tell the men without hat thing in a minute when we're done. Hey, you were leading into it with the uh, boy one. Hey, what's going on, Nigel? How you doing, bro? How are you doing? What's going on? This is Wayne and uh, Greg and Uncle Saxon. John. Hey, buddy. Hey, Nigel. How are you guys doing, man? Thank you, sir. And I just want to apologize once again for the same shit twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not walking out. You just did a memorial ceremony for someone, uh, a good friend who decided to commit suicide last week. So. Oh, oh it's already here. Yeah. It's already here. Well, well, we got Swan to reschedule. Uh, how's, how's, your, how's your schedule looking for, say, two weeks from now? That will be beautiful, John. And thanks for your patience, bro. Thanks for right. your patience. Uh, what, what day is that? Wayne? You got a calendar? I got a calendar. Let's see here. Uh, hang on. October 9th, right? Oh, no. October 9th, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. October yeah, 9th, 9 p.m. Okay, beautiful, man. Eastern time in Trinidad is the same time as you have, yes? Yeah, well, that's, that's me, yes. That's yep. 9 p.m. in Trinidad, too. Very cool. You okay. got it, brother. And right. we, our sympathies to uh, your friend and your friend's family. Yeah, and man. we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time when we get you and your brother on. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate yes, that, John. I, I've been brushing up on all your albums, all the Orange Sky stuff. On all your solo stuff, so I can't wait to talk to you. Man, yeah, I can't tell you guys how much we appreciate you taking the time, man, or even having the interest, you know. Yeah. We had a we had a, we had an exciting weekend this weekend. We, uh, Collective Soul came to Trinidad, so we opened for them. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. We're gonna talk so, about yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Well, it was nice because the, the singer, these guys are super gracious, and the lead singer. Invited us to come on stage and said how much she loved the band and all that and you know I mean it was it was a good scene. We had dinner with them the following night and all that. So good uh-huh. Southern boys. Yeah. But oh, pop, he's a pop. Life is full of highs and lows. What's that? I said life is full of highs and lows. You taught me that. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you in two weeks. Get your Skype in order and give us your IDs. Will do, my brother. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time. We can't wait to talk to you guys and share, you know what I mean? Because thank you so much for helping us to still try to plant our seeds, man, after all these years. And rock and roll is still alive in our blood, and we this is what we do. And, you know. Boom, 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 et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Sugar <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> hey, John, 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 yes. could you guys join me on WhatsApp so I can send you some footage from this weekend and send you some stuff too, you know? Pre- to prelude the interview, I could send you some recent shit, you know? Um, I'll try and figure out WhatsApp. What, uh, what's, we'll, we'll, we'll get a hold of you. What's, um, what's your, what do you do? Like an ID or something on WhatsApp? 
No, this this phone number. All you have okay. to do is just join me on this number on WhatsApp, and we're good. Okay. All right. We'll do. Yeah. Is this Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You you guys join me, and I'll start sending stuff to you immediately. All right. You got it. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much for uh, answering uh, the phone. He's a prostitute. <laughs> Prostitutes. All right. <laughs> Sugar boom boom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nah, he's, he's, All right, he's, man. He's, 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 yeah, man. Guys, love you, man. Thank you so so much for being yep. so cool and understanding, man. Twice is fucked up. All right. So <laughs> we'll next you. time it's gonna be perfect. And thank you, thank you, Rat Salad. You know what I mean? Awesome. I really appreciate it. God bless you. All right. See you in a few weeks. All right. Thanks. Later. Bye. Bye. All right. Cool. Very cool. That that puts my soul to rest. It really does. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Now I have to edit all of that out. Oh, that was a cool hmm. bit. Keep that in. Keep that in? Yeah. Sure. That was a uh, that was an inside look. All right, cool. Behind the scenes look. Right. More work for me. All right, great. Where were we? Uh, well, I was leading uh, from that Voivod piece into how Away and Piggy ended up working with the Men Without Hats in the early nineties. Oh yeah. Right on. So. Um, I just discovered this album recently. It's called Sideways. It's the Men Without Hats album from 91, but um, it's uh, there's no sense on it whatsoever. It's almost like a late 60s, early 70s garage rock album and slightly psychedelic, which is where, you know, Voivod was going a little bit with Angel Rat. But uh, they were both on Polygram around the same time and the men without hats were working in Canada and however they got introduced to each other and they would go down to Voivod's rehearsal space at the end of the night and uh, jam out with them and Ivan who is the leader of the men without hats kind of told away what he wanted to do and he said that mm-hmm. away is uh, is just amazing most musical drummer he's ever met because he could give him an idea you know just riffing off of what he was saying and come up with the song perfectly so basically he really inspired him and away wrote co-wrote all the songs on that record with him wow so and it's a noise like, rock album that nobody will ever want to listen to <laughs> no it's not noise rock Mm-mm. it's closer it's closer to the pink floydish type shit that voivod was doing Oh, a little bit, a little bit more blues based though, and early rock and roll. But so it's a pretty it, good record. Yeah. What is the band called again? The Men Without Hats, the guys that do oh, the sexy dance. Sorry, you know? I, I I phased out there for a minute. <laughs> interesting, very but, interesting. Uh, You'll have to send it to me. I, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, so they did that, and then um, the guitar player split after the record was released, and it really didn't sell that well. So. Piggy played played guitar for the Men Without Hats on the North American tour. (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. From Killing Technology, Roar and War and Pain, and Dimension Hetros, to Men Without Fucking Hats. Well, they're into a lot of stuff. I mean, look at their music. They're into so many different things, so it's really not that strange. 
That's that's I'm not open minded. I'm not. You're a fucking thrash band. You're a fucking thrash band. I hate expansion. When you're a musician, though, you Voivod was always more than just a thrash band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first that's, record. that's why I never listened to anything past Dimension Hatress. <laughs> yeah, I I love everything they've done. Well, maybe not love. There's a couple things that are a little, eh, but not the biggest fan. Not the biggest fan of Negatron. But they do put on a hell of a show. I'll give them that. I will give oh, them yeah. that. Those guys are, they pump out the energy. And it makes you want to break shit. Fucking go see them live on this tour with whatever shitty band they're playing with. Uh, Re- Revocation is uh, one of the ones that's touring with the mainland. They're they're pretty good, actually. Um, the, the other two bands I can't recall. And I hadn't heard of before I saw that poster, so... <laughs> And another tour everybody should check out, since I'm wearing the shirt here, is Maiden's Legacy of the Beast. One of the best shows I've ever seen them do. Uh, Johnny and myself went with my little brother, when he, uh, Joe, when he came in from uh, Jersey a couple weeks back. And uh, it's got to be the most elaborate stage show I've ever seen. Shout out to Joe Noggle, by the way. You're a cool motherfucker. Rock on, Joe. Yep, but uh, I mean, um, you know, they got a full replica of a Spitfire that comes down out of the ceiling during Aces High. Bruce is running around with the dual flamethrowers like Eddie on the front of the Icarus single, burning <laughs> Icarus down from the top of the stage. They're playing Flight of Icarus again for the first time since the 80s. Did they have like a big Icarus or something come out? too? Yeah, he comes out from the back of the stage and kind of looms over the drum riser. Bruce runs around, you know, on top, shooting off the flamethrowers throughout the song, and then at the end of the song, he lights it on fire, it turns to ash and falls. Wow. That's real cool. And then at the end, when he sets off the fireworks, you know, for for the last song, the encore, he this giant fucking Looney Tunes TNT handle (laughs) shows up over the top, and he just presses it down. Wow. Gotta love the humor. That's real cool. If, if you're not a Maiden fan and, and you go to a Maiden show, there's no way you don't come out a Maiden fan. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be impossible. Because the, the, the show alone, I mean, it's just amazing the shit that they've done over the years. Oh, especially, yeah. Especially with all the different eddies and stuff. Just uh, real cool shit. You know, you're not going to go see any other band that does that, really. And there are, but not, not, like, not like me. Not does. anymore. But the 80s, every fucking show was like that in the 80s. Yeah. Um, between Dio, everybody. But every, not, to the, not to the production that we have now. Oh, hell yeah. Dio? Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? Priest, they all, they all had animatronics and shit. Well, not to the point that they are now, because obviously technology has evolved. Right, yeah. That's but, what I mean. At, in the that, 80s, stadium shows were the fucking bomb, you know? Yeah. Maybe Baden is the only one to continue that because everybody else is dead, mm-hmm. but... Well, yeah, I I, I think Maiden got more into it and had more care about it than other bands did because even though a lot of people were doing that back then, granted, Ugh. Maiden always stood out with, you know, how well theirs was done. Yeah. 
I've I, I seen Maiden probably five times in the 80s, and it was always a great show. They always had a different Eddie, you know, walking 10 feet above the stage, you know, doing his thing. But in the 80s, Dio, Dio fucking blew away Iron Maiden as far as the stage shows go. Dio was slaying the dragon and fucking, you know, just crushing it. Um, I think Dio's stage show in the 80s, he's dead now. Anybody that yes. might not know that, he's, he's been passed away for quite a few years. Really? But in the 80s, Dio's stage show fucking was the bomb. You guys yeah. were fucking not born good. or just a toddler, whatever. Yeah, I was probably three years old. I used to have a video of the last in line tour, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And yeah, I didn't see Dio for the first time until about 2004. And uh, he he was great, but, um, you know, there there wasn't really much of a stage show. I mean, there's a fucking dragon and stupid shit like that, but he's not getting up there slaying it and all that at that point in time. It was, yeah. yeah like Ingve with the uh, guitar on that, that album cover, right? Yeah, well, we can all pretend. Did somebody say Ingve? Hold on. <laughs> Every time somebody says Dragon, I always think of Ingve in that cover of uh, him with the guitar and, and Dragon. I always think of Greg. Yeah, that too. Greg who? I was going to say, that's I Trevor. always think of Junior. Oh, yeah. Trevor. Trevor the Dragon Richardson. That's <laughs> Soon to debut on Monday Night Raw. And his, his lovely wife, Susan the Warrior Princess. Richardson, <laughs> Richardson. <laughs> was having a fucking momessa, momessa, mimosa, mimosa. That's the word on the veranda. <laughs> oh boy! Warm oh. out today was warm yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, does anybody remember Bartles and James? Probably not, other than me and you. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke, Dragon. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's above me there. Uh, let's see. Oh, like fucking... Uh, okay, I'm not going to say that. Oh, I, I almost ruined your next show. Yeah. Uh, last, last news for tonight. Uh, Tommy Lee... Post video of his uh, penis, and then denies it was him. Uh, Miley Crew drummer Tommy Lee has posted uh, a video that appears to show an image of a penis held up to the lips of his wife, Brittany Ferlin Lee. He captured the picture. These new Instagram filters are finally getting wood. I mean, good. They finally give me my own filter. Uh, a rep for Lee has since told Page Six that the penis is not Lee's, but was a filter. The rep couldn't explain where this X-rated filter is available or how Lee found it, but said, all I know is it's not his penis. You know, he's, he's, he's so pretentious, like, with all that, and but but the sex tape with him and Pam Anderson where he was, like, honking the boat horn with his yeah. cock and shit... I feel like their whole marriage was just him walking around. Hey, babe, you think I can lift this paint can with my dick? Hey, you think I can open the fridge with my dick? <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like that type of guy. But uh, he does. He does. But uh, I will say though, um, 
as much as I don't like what Molly Crew did after the first two albums, I still think he's a pretty good, solid drummer. Yeah, he is. He's not bad. Not a bad drummer. I still don't like Motley Crue. And... Yeah, exactly, pretty much. So do you guys think it's his penis? It's got to be his penis, right? What well, do you want me to do? Say... Put up a poster? Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> my my previous comment was you were talking about it's over your head. Yeah. You tell us, Wayne. <laughs> Do we have an Uncle Saxon story for tonight? Um, we do, but before we do that, I just want to uh, alert the fucking masses that yeah. System of a Down is planning on touring in 2020. Oh, and that is great, great fucking news. Maybe you want to no... talk about fucking Tommy Lee penis yeah. for the fucking millionth time? <laughs> System of a Down, baby, is coming back. And that is great fucking news. And, and here is your Uncle Saxon's story of the night. Go. Or are you going to interject my fucking shit? Well, I got to edit it, so no. Go. Hey, kids, everybody gather around. It's time for Stories with Uncle Saxon. Um, the year was... I don't have one. Hold on, let me look around my walls. The year was... Uh, oh, yeah. Have I done that one? Killdozer. You haven't done a Killdozer story. How about King's X? There you go. I uh, have been a King's X fan since Out of the Silent Planet came out in 87. I heard... I saw the King video, and I'm like, this is... Oh, the year was sometime in the 90s. I've been a King's X fan <laughs> since 1987, when Out of the Silent Planet came. And I saw the King video, and it blew me away. This was a band that I've never seen anything like in my... In, it, it, they were they were metal, but they weren't. They were they were uh, uh, rock, but they weren't. They were so different. And every time I tried to see them from 1987... Okay, it was 1990... The year was 1996. Should I put the yeah, music on again? <laughs> yes. Just, just fucking go with it. <laughs> it, it is what it Anyways, is. Anyways, so I'm at the Mirage, formerly known as Mr. Nibs, on 26th and 26th in South Minneapolis, right around the corner from the Hexagon Dragon, where we saw Bewitcher for the first time. Now it's a bakery. Imagine that. So, uh, um, Galactic Cowboys were opening for King's X. I'm fucking psyched out of my brain to see King's X for the first time. I was with my... No, I was with Laura, so it had to be 1990. The year was 1994. <laughs> it was the Dogman Tour. Yeah, it would have had to have been 94. Yeah, it was 94 because I was with Laura. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Laura was my first wife. My practice marriage. She's, <laughs> she's a hip chick. Don't look her up. So we're, I'm, we're up in the balcony. And I'm having a few cocktails, and right as King's X is coming on stage, I'm on the balcony uh, railing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it would be fun to throw my cup 
into the over the balcony uh, and it landed on the fucking soundboard oh and God. sound guy looks up and sees me and security comes and hog ties me hog fucking ties me arms and legs behind my back with the the the, the uh the ties all uh, tied yeah 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 the fucking uh the zip ties uh, zip ties yep and hauls me out i was i was probably being belligerent i don't i don't know okay memory yeah but they take me out the side door as King's X is walking on stage. Uh. My bitch fucking ex-wife, first wife, said, ah, I'm going to stay and watch the show. You get it? Yeah. It was, it was the end of the end. We, uh, we, it was just a bad fucking deal. Yeah. That was the first time I saw King's X as they were walking on stage. Never heard, well, I heard, you know, I heard a lot of good music coming through the brick wall. <laughs> but, uh, so, so what happened after that? Uh, they hogtied me and threw me out in the fucking parking lot. N- nothing else happened to you? Didn't go to... No, they just cut yeah. me loose and said, you know, if we see you in so... our venue again, we're going to have you arrested. You're 86th yeah. forever. But that venue pretty much um, uh, went bankrupt and turned into a bakery not long after that. So I, I, I'd never stepped foot in that building again. Not even for the bakery? Uh, no. Actually, no. no. And it's a new French bakery, or it was. I don't know what it is now, but it was a new French bakery, and they've got some really tasty pastries, man. Mm-hmm. I was really? going to say that it looks like a commercial bakery now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I can give a fuck. I, mean, I, I Every time I drive past there, I just I go you like should, that. You should go it's in. a bad man. Well, I should go in I should go in and story. talk to the manager say, I demand my King's X money back. Like the Cowboys <laughs> didn't fucking cut it for me. They might they might have a picture of you up in the back room. This man was never it. supposed to ever come back in this building ever again. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. Johnny's cream fills your cream donuts. <laughs> At the new French bakery on 26 and 26th in Minneapolis. Hey, that could be a new sponsor. Fuck that. <laughs> well, we get all the free pastries we want. Just to advertise. And that's it. your Uncle Saxon's cream filled story of the night. <laughs> <laughs> what are we wearing? What are we wearing? What do you got on? Uncle Saxon. Orange guy. Orange guy who will be on, I swear to fuck, <laughs> on October 9th, was it? 9th. 9th, yeah. Yep. I'm going to Antigua with my lady love a couple days later. So I'm going to be in the same general area as Orange Sky. Maybe I can get uh, Nigel and Nick to join us. That would be kind of cool. Third time's the charm, right? Yep. I went to Antigua once. It was nice there. You did not. I did too. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Honeymoon. I got to fucking talk to you then. Yeah, we'll talk after. All right. That's really awesome. I'm it fucking, is. I'm impressed. Yeah, I went there, spent money. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What do you got on, Greg? Well, you showed that earlier. Iron Maiden. Yeah, Iron Maiden, Legacy of the Beast with uh, th- I. This is the uh, oh God. What did they call it? The Far North Tour Edition of the shirt. Each section of the country has a different specific shirt, mm-hmm. and this one, since we're so close to South Dakota, it's uh. 
It has Mount Rushmore on it, but instead of Mount Rushmore, it's different Eddie's heads from throughout the years. Oh, really? And then in, in the front of it, it's... Hang on. Let me get my hair out of the way. Oh, God. Yes. And it's got Icarus flying in front of him. That's actually hip and clever. They're very yeah. clever. They come up with so many good ideas for shirts. It's insane. Awesome. I thought that... I thought the stained glass one was a little much. That's the one Joe ended up getting, which it still looked cool. It was I liked this one better. Yeah. I have on the greatest band ever and the best album they ever did, Metallica, Death Magnetic. Can I buy some angel dust from you? Because you got something <laughs> good, man. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Everybody knows I'm joking. I just put this shirt on. The elephants need to be tranquilized in Long Island right now because you got the credit <laughs> being to get it done, obviously. Even even the dog sighed when he said that. <laughs> Metallica, Master Puppets is the greatest album of all time. Death Magnetic, come on. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not. It's it's a good. It's a decent comeback album for them though. I only got this shirt because. Um, when I got the album that came out, uh, they gave away free tickets. So I got a ticket to go see the concert. And then I went and bought a shirt, but the only shirt they had was this, this like, 3, 2XL or whatever it is. So that's why I got the shirt. Oh, and right? um, something else I was going to mention. Unfortunately, the Orange Sky uh, portion didn't really work out. We just had the little snippet there, but... Uh, since we were talking about Rick Ocasek, uh, you know, I've been looking into these different albums. Another interesting connection I never knew existed until I was listening to the record today. Daryl Jennifer from Bad Brains plays bass on Ocasek's first solo record. Yeah. I didn't know uh, he was uh, helped get them signed or what have you. He produced uh, Rock for Love. Yeah. Well... I I knew he produced that record, but I didn't realize they were um, like as tight as they were. I guess is what oh, I would yeah. say. They were they were totally in bed together in the early eighties. Yeah, Rick O'Kearns yeah. had vision, and and that should be appreciated. And it is. Oh yeah. With that, we will go to our interview with the great Billy Ray Valentine from the Infinite Fringe. And the Hami Media Group. So please enjoy also this interview. Single handedly took down the Duke Brothers Empire in one day of trading on the stock exchange. <laughs> That's the wrong guy. <laughs> Mortimer, we're back. That is the wrong guy. I know it's the wrong guy. But how many times am I ever going to get to make a Billy Ray Valentine joke? Honestly, oh, when he uh, first popped up, I wanted to say, hey, your legs grew back. But... <laughs> Feeling good, Lewis. It could have. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Really had a lot of fun doing the interview. And you'll see Greg disappear during the middle of it because uh, he got mad at My Nine Inch Nails. My was not updated. Yeah. Yeah, so stupid Skype ruined that, but we got the rest of it anyway, so enjoy Billy Ray Valentine. We'll see you when it's over. See you next week. Merry New Year. <laughs> Feeling good, Billy Ray. <laughs> Looking good, Lewis. <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs> now here's the Red Sound Review Special Interview. All right. 
Welcome to Rat Salad Review. We are here today with Billy Ray Valentine from the Infinite Fringe. What's and up, trading Billy? places? And trading places? No, 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 no. Two, two different guys. Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> yeah, Capital. I know. What's going on? What is going on? How's everybody doing? Not bad. Um, How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you three gentlemen, man. I, I love all types of music. And uh, metal, metal. I didn't get into metal till till a bit later on in my life. Like I was in my twenties when I started dabbling with metal. One of my friends dragged me out to a Slayer show, and it changed my life forever. Because <laughs> I legit, I legit thought I was gonna die. I'm like, I'm gonna die. Why, what, where did you bring me? You know, um, it was Slayer, Mastodon. Oh my god! I mean, there was a, there was another band. It was oh, oh Cradle of Filth. Oh wow. <laughs> And wow, you're, you're lucky you made it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else, I'll tell you. But I had fun, um, you know. And um, but but I, I'm into all types of uh, of stuff. But music is a big part of my life, you know. So uh, when I heard you guys, you know, <clears throat> were working with us over at Hami Media, I was very happy about it, you know, to have a a music podcast to listen to. I really don't don't have any yeah. besides you guys because uh, I didn't know any that I really wanted to listen to until you guys came along. So I'm happy about that for one. I, I love music, man. Yeah, obviously we do too. Did you? Uh, I, I know I, I sent you the. Uh, behind you, what is that all behind you? Yeah, that's my uh, drums, my CDs, uh, records are back there too. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. That's a whole that's lot my, of CDs. Yeah, I have a collection. ton of CDs. When I, when I was a kid, I used to collect a bunch. Right, I just bought them, and I had those cases that they had for them back oh, in the yeah. day. Yeah, I had a bunch of them. And then when uh when I got married, I moved them with my wife. She's like, "You got to take those down." <laughs> Why? I'm like, you know, I I was so proud of them. They're in a closet somewhere. I oh, I have man. to put them in a in a one of those CD booklets. Oh man! Get rid of the cases. I got to do all that. Otherwise, it's it's the end of the world. Uh, I've been able to keep them in a closet for the last I don't know ten years. So <laughs> <laughs> I never use them. There's no need for them anymore. It's wow. just sentimental value, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, I actually used to have this in my dining room when we moved into this house. Uh, really, then this place I'm in, this spot I'm in now, it's actually my garage. Uh, yeah, we turned it into a, a room for me. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, this used to be in the dining room, and then when I, we had our child, I said I got to get this out of here because he's going to be pulling them off the shelves and uh, you know breaking everything. So it looks fantastic, man. Well, I, yeah. I hope to one day be able to display mines like that again. Yeah. Yeah, um, Good luck. I'll tell you guys about my musical taste later. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Thank you for having me yet again. Appreciate yeah, it, guys. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Oh, there's an Amber Alert coming over my phone. Look at that. Mm. That's weird. Uh, all right. So, what do you? What are you? Where are you from, uh, Billy Ray? Tell us what you do. I am from the Bronx, New York City, born and raised. Right. And yeah. uh, what do I do? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, I I pick up a microphone and I talk to random people whenever, you know. Um. Well, tell us about your show, your Infinite Fringe, I, the show that I, I love, I really love a lot. I'm really into conspiracy yeah. stuff, and, and uh, you know, when I started listening to the shows on Hameen Media Group, uh, I started listening to yours, and I was just blown away by, like, a lot of the episodes that you, you put out. It's really good stuff. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, man. It, it means a lot. Uh, and to anybody that, that listens, that is listening to this, that listens to the Fringe, man, I, I thank you. It's a, It means a lot to me. It seriously does. Um. Labor of love for for a while, you know. I'm getting yeah. paid for it now. I think <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> which is cool. Um, uh, but um, but uh, you know, regardless whether I got paid for it or not, I, I was I was still gonna do it. 
right. you know, and um, I always wanted to, and I never, I never thought I'd be able to, or, right. or that I was the right person to do it. Period. Right. And one day I was just like, you know what? I gotta go ahead and do this. I recorded the first episode of The Fringe two years before it aired, just oh, because wow. I shelved it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Wow. <laughs> it is what it is. Wow. But uh, but I, I ended up I don't know about two years. Get the, the, my math is sketchy. I can't remember things like that. But it, it was a while. It was at least a year, at least. So wow. it's a, a year plus. But um, but yeah. What was that first show about? The first show I ever did. All right. So I did. All right. So there's a show that exists somewhere. Right. I I I do a wrestling show uh, sporadically. I called the PW Hustle. It's the first thing I ever did. And uh, my partner over there, A-Track Brown, shouts to A-Track, shouts to the professor, right? My, my partner, A-Track Brown, and I were in a band, a music band. A-Track wasn't really a part of it, but he kind of infiltrated, you know? And uh, we became cool with um, the producer uh, of the studio where we recorded at. And we're still cool with him to this day. And I had this idea. I was like, man, we should really do a you know, uh, information style radio show. And we sat in there and, and uh, A-Track and myself did it in the studio. That still exists. That was with a guy named John Taylor Gatto. Uh, and we were doing about the, the dumbing down of, of America and the education system. <clears throat> and um, that show exists somewhere in A-Track's computer. <laughs> I, it's, I have yet to find it. I got to go in there and get it. But the thing that I did by myself for the Infinite Fringe that I shelved was with the Wolfgang Halbig on um, on a Sandy Hook. So I figured if I was going to go Fringe, I may as well go all the way Fringe. And I, I reached out to him and um, he was uh, willing to talk to me. And we recorded it and I liked it, but I didn't like it. And I put it away and I never did it up until like two years later. And it actually came out as the second episode of The Fringe. You know, but um, but yeah, it was recorded way before it came out to the point that I had that he he was giving out information about a website that no longer existed. And I had to kind of like yeah. try to edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first one we ever did. It was fun. Um, Not to talk, not to say that things like that are fun because they're not. But yeah. I enjoy talking about stuff like that and hearing different perspectives. Yeah, how much how much do you actually believe? A lot of that. I believe all right, so there's a lot of things. I believe that I don't know anything. That's pretty much yep. where I come from. I don't know a damn thing. You know, even what I think I know, I probably don't know it. But um, I believe in possibilities, you know, and, and some possibilities are, are, are more than others. You know, there's, there's some instances somebody would, would break down a conspiracy theory to me and I'd be like, you know what? That sounds really ridiculous, but it's possible. You know, <laughs> it's possible. And then I'm like, some things are like, well, that is extremely probable, you know, and uh, and uh, we try to go down that route and see what's going on. But um, I believe in aspects of almost everything that I have on the show. I may not believe in the entire picture that whoever the, 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 the guest is is presenting. I may not believe in everything, but uh I, there are bits and pieces of that that I'm like, yeah, that resonates with me. I, I buy that. There, of course, like 9-11. Hold on for a second, guys. 
It's my kids over there making noise. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but um, yeah, like uh, 9-11, you know, that's, a, that's, that's my thing, right? So I, I went down that road. But then I start getting people on the show like uh, James Fetzer, right? James Fetzer was my official first episode of the Infinite Fringe. And I brought him on for um, the Boston bombing and, and he did some of Sandy Hook. And he, I mean, he did a, a, a lot of stuff, some of which I believe, some of which I don't. But for 9-11, he says that planes never hit the buildings. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Right. But I'm willing to hear you out. You know, I'm like, okay, let's well, tell me why play, why you think planes didn't hit the building. You know, and we air it out. And that's what the fringe is about, more or less. It's just information. And people get triggered. You know, people get, how, how dare you have this? And I'm, I'm just trying to hear this guy out. No big deal. Okay, he's just talking. You know, you don't have to agree with him. You know, <laughs> just take it easy. But people get pissed off. But um, I believe in aspects of just about everything, the possibilities are there because you just can't put anything by the, uh, you can't you can't put anything past these people they will do they have done atrocities the documented you know that we can prove verifiably you know that that these things happen so once these things happen you have to you have to hold them accountable for everything else you know yeah, the, the 9-11 thing is just crazy. I, even, I was listening to the thing you did the other day. Even uh, You were on a horseman last week, and you were uh, you know, talking to some people yeah. on the streets and stuff like that. And yeah. It's just insane. And then the more and more information that keeps coming out, it's just, like, just hard to believe all that stuff, you know? Yeah, man. I, I was out there. Um, I, I've been out there every year since 2005. Yeah. You know, I, I go out there and, and try to spread information and let people know of some of the things. And, and this is mainstream media stuff. It's nothing I'm making up. Right. right. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I grab um, articles by the mainstream media, make copies and hand them out to people and be like, hey, look at this. Look, the BBC reported this. Take a look at that. Read it. Tell me what yeah. you think. Look at this. This was Fox News. Is, is that you listen to Fox News? I'm like, here you go. Look at this. FBI.gov. You know, this is off the FBI's Web page. You know, just take a look at that. Read it. You know, and and, uh, and we go down that road. I received received a bunch of resistance early, early on. Right. But um. Now it's it's really people are resonating with it. People are like, okay, I, I get that. They're willing to hear me out, which is very different than initially, you know. And there right. we still have some resistance, but there's a lot of people that are <laughs> open to the information now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Because you know the the conspiracy world wasn't like really big until like after nine eleven. I don't think you know. I think yeah. really after nine eleven, that's when shit really hit the fan with that stuff. I agree, man. There, there was an underground, like here in the Bronx, yeah. there was um, s- several things popped off here, right? There were um, book stands, mm. street street vendors, right. yep. you know, that, that would sell books here in the Bronx and in, and in, in Harlem, and they would sell conspiracy books, right? So it was Behold a Pale Horse and, and New World Daughter by Ralph Emerson. There were a couple of others, but those are the two that I remember most. I still have Behold a Pale Horse, right? And um that was by Bill Cooper. I'm sorry. I'm speaking to you guys like you know about this stuff. About <laughs> I know something. I listen to you. These guys are probably a little lost, but yeah. So, uh, so Bill Cooper is. Are you guys familiar you with Alex? Okay. You guys familiar with Alex Jones, right? Yeah. I think everybody yep. knows who that guy is at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. So he went off the rails, in my opinion. But before there was an Alex Jones, there was Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper was that guy who had kind of breached the mainstream with what he was talking about, and it was completely different from what 
from what you saw in not that he was mainstream, but he he was penetrating an audience. That book was getting out. It was people were reading the book in all all walks of life, you know, corporate America and here in the Bronx, you know, in, in the hood. People were reading the book and, and they were resonating with it and, and we were getting hit to different stuff. But he got his information, you know, uh, from this. He used to be a I think it was a, a army. Um, ar- he was a military intelligence of some sort at one point. But um, before that, there was a guy named Anthony Hilder. Right. Okay. And he, he was putting out LPs back in the 60s and the 70s. And uh, Jordan Maxwell, who's been doing this forever. Yeah, right. So, so it's. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Maxwell's been on the fringe a few times. Uh, thank the Lord. I tried to get Anthony Hilder on, but he, he passed away sadly this year. He's been very sick for a long time. Um, but um, they were, you know, the roots of this stretch back quite a bit, you know, and people being activists, right, and pushing this stuff out there. Um, but you're right. After a September 11th, it caught fire. Yeah. into the mainstream and and that's what Alex Jones had a had a hand in pushing for whatever reason whether you agree with him or not whether you think he was controlled opposition meaning that uh they allowed him to do it and he did it for a reason and steered us in a particular direction that might be true um regardless of that that's where the movement caught fire and that's what propelled so many people to do what they're doing now yeah yeah totally who was that god bless you <laughs> I heard well, the internet got real popular after 2001 too. That's true. And too, that yes. was uh, the spread of information was much easier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously the spread of misinformation or <laughs> alternative information, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that obviously got a lot easier as well. So Yeah, absolutely man. And and uh you have to and and uh, I think that's why I believe in possibilities rather than believing in in the whole of things because you just you just don't know. You know, and you can keep digging it. And there's a lot of circumstantial evidence to what it is that I do, right? Right. And we look at the circumstantial, and and it's kind of hard to pinpoint hard, solid evidence sometimes. But there's a lot of the circumstantial stuff that's like, wait a minute, why is that there? And we may not have the means to fully uncover that stuff, but we point in that direction and keep digging and digging and digging until somebody takes it seriously. You know, and then eventually, 40, 50 years later, you get a CIA document that leaks that said, oh, yeah, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, we did that. <laughs> Sorry, you know, <laughs> keep it moving. And that's it, you know, um, but um, but we keep our eyes and ears open to these possibilities and we keep like pushing it, like, like poking the bear, seeing how far we can go with it, you know. But absolutely, there's a, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And that's why, you know, you can't believe everything that they have the, you know, the, the no planes. I don't know if it's misinformation, but it very well could be. You know, it, it, it very well could be. I, I mean, I, I don't believe in it personally. You know, and you get the alien invasion thing that's going on. Oh, yeah. That could be complete misinformation, you know? Right, yeah. And uh, these are CIA documents that are being leaked talking about what, what uh, you know, what type of sightings they've seen and, and what experiments that have gone down. But we can't believe the CIA either, you know, mm. because of all the misinformation they put out willingly, even in rock music. Which yeah. is crazy, you know, like, and I'm a big fan of 90s grunge, right? Uh-huh. That's when I grew, that's when I was a, a, um, a young kid coming into a teenager was the 90s, you know? Right. And there was so much good music in the 90s. And uh, being from the Bronx, there was tons of hip hop. But I, I, I got with, uh, well, my cousin for one, my eldest cousin, she had a crush on some dude in, um, in the country that she's from. 
and uh, this dude was from Switzerland and he had a house and um, she was freaking in love with him and he loved the police loved the police I don't even know if he loved the police he just had synchronicity you know um, and he would play that (laughs) over and over again so he may not have loved the police he just had this one tape and as a result my cousin because of loving this dude loved the police you know and she kept playing Sting and then she fell in love with Sting like Sting is like her dude you know and um, I I hung out with her she's older than I am and I hung out with her quite a bit and she would drill the police in my head. <laughs> you know, she was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Look, listen to this. Listen to this. And, um, you know, through there, I kept I remember I had the police. I had the greatest hits, even though I went on to just pick up the entire catalog. The police is one of my favorite bands of all time. As, oh, wow. You know, I mean, they're just it's a really, really good music. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, Stuart Copeland is one of the greatest drummers ever, ever. Oh, yeah. Hands down, like it's just ridiculous what the guy was able to do. Andy Summers had a very, very distinct sound to his mm-hmm. guitar playing. It was very simple, in my opinion. I'm not a guitar player, but it, it's it was a simple sound, but it was it was different and it was his own, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it complemented whatever Sting was doing with the bass and the songwriting. Sting is a genius. You know, I mean, r- mm-hmm. right now he's, he's falling off a cliff, but but at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was phenomenal, you know. So um, that's how I got into into this type of music. So it was Sting, and then David Bowie with Labyrinth, right? They, we, um, that movie came out. I forget when, but I saw it after the fact, and I was like, "What? Is, who is that guy?" I'm like, "He kind of looks like a woman. What's going on? Like, well, what is that?" And uh, and my cousin throws um, David Bowie at me. Uh, I was a big fan of Aerosmith by myself, you know, and I'm listening to that, and then it steamrolled. Because I got with some friends, and um, they had Pearl Jam right. and um, Stone Temple Pilots, right? And uh, all this stuff. And I was like, man, this is different. And I'm like, I, I, I kind of dig it. And then I went down that road, and I was full on. I've seen Stone Temple. I don't know if you guys are into Stone Temple Pilots and the yeah, grunge. It took me a while. It took yeah, me a while to get to it. It took a lot of people Temple a while. It's funny right. because they get. I think they get a bad rap. Not so much anymore, but early on, they were like, oh, they're a Pearl Jam ripoff band. Right, exactly. Stone Temple Pilots was so different, personally, but uh, there must have been something there, because everybody else saw them as a Pearl Jam ripoff band, so. But I saw Stone Temple Pilots like six, seven, I've seen every incarnation of Stone Temple Pilots. Even the new uh, one? Yeah, even the new one. I I saw them at Jones Beach. What do you think of the uh, new guy? He's he's good. He's fine. You know, I mean, it's never going to be Scott Weiland, you know? No, yeah. It's it's never going to be that, so... um, it kind of blows to see Stone Temple Pilots opening up for whomever at Jones Beach, the Jones Beach Theater here in New York, and it's like less than half full. Right. And I remember when Stone Temple Pilots was at their height, and Hammerstein Ballroom was like exploding for right, people because right. it can fit the people. You know, it was just or they would sell out the Garden, and it was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Right. Mm. Uh, but I saw them with Chester. Uh, from Lincoln Park also okay. at uh, at Irving Plaza. And that was fine, too. That was good. Chester was a very good singer. I, I was never really into Lincoln Park, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he fit fr- uh, fairly well, too. Yeah, yeah, no, he was a big fan. You know, yeah. he can sing his well, ass off, so... Wyland actually uh, passed away right uh, down the street from where me and Greg lived. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah we live in Bloomington. Chester passed away down the street from you. No, Wyland. Wyland, Wyland, oh, my gosh, crazy. I, I was on a on a boat 
when I found out he had passed away. It was December. I don't remember exactly the year. I think it was 2016. But uh, that's when he passed. And I was, I was, sometimes when these people pass to, to the point of Prince, right? You guys love Prince. You know, it, it, it affects me personally for some reason. I've never met these people. But I have that connection to music, and I'm sure you guys do too, because you, we listen to it so often. It's like kind of like you know them, right? You yeah, know, you yeah, don't cer- certain ones, yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, like uh, you know, Prince is a good one, and for me at least, Rick Ocasek from the Cars just died, and uh, yeah. Fast Eddie Clark last year. But there's not too many of them that really hit me personally. But when they do, you know, yeah, the Cars is incredibly underrated. An incredibly oh, yeah. underrated. Yeah. Do you guys remember when, when um, uh, BMG Music Group? You guys remember that? Yeah. Way back in the day. Oh yeah. You'd sign up and they would give you like freaking fourteen CDs and whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so I I signed up because I wanted I wanted uh all these CDs and I didn't have the money to get it. So I got I got Collective Soul. I got Guns and Roses. Use your illusions. I got I forgot what else I got. Man, it was tons of stuff, but. Oh. Afterwards, you know, you got you got charged for stuff later on, and uh, and and I never canceled. And they <laughs> sent me the Cars anthology. It's really oh, wow. nice. It was a um, it was a box set, and it was really nice art to it. It was beautiful, and I, I was never into the Cars, but that forced me to kind of get into them. And I'm like, this is kind of good, Man. you know. And then I really ended up liking it afterwards, after after the fact. So I'm, I didn't know he had passed away. I mean, uh. I know somebody passed, and that's why the band broke up. But I didn't know um, the person you mentioned that passed. Uh, they actually broke up because Benjamin Orr and Rick Ocasek pretty much ended up completely hating each other's guts mm. since '86. Well, that but, a lot, uh, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, Benjamin Orr died. Who was the other guy that played uh, bass and sang on? You know, they split lead vocals in half. But um, he died from pancreatic cancer back in 2000. And um, then they they did the reunion without him in 2011. But if you had ask any of the guys in the band or read the interviews with him, they said if Ben was uh, still alive, the uh, reuniting and uh, that move like this album would have never happened because he was just totally against it. Mm. Damn, God bless, God bless them all, man. Um, that's how I got into the cars, you know. Um, Pearl Jam was a big favorite of mine. I, I, I saw them live once. Um, I liked um, Alice in Chains. I've seen them live. Oh yeah, I just saw them at the Jones Beach a couple weeks ago. Where, where are you? Where Long are you? Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how come we're not going to shows together? I, call me up, man. You got my Skype now. So call happening. me up when you want to go. <laughs> I just, I just went. Actually, I think I'm going back. I got no, no, no. Bull crap. I'm all right. You guys, this is this is a deep cut. If you guys don't. Know this, I'd understand. Uh, Space Hog, you guys remember Space Hog at all? That sounds very familiar. That's right, Space Hog. All right, there was a one hit wonder from uh, from from Leeds, right? I mean, they they were here, they were based here in in, in New York, but um, they're from Leeds, England, and they had a a song called In the Meantime, phenomenal, just Mm. gorgeous. Gorgeous song, incredible bass bass playing. The guy's on another freaking level. If you want to talk about underrated bands, it was Space Hog, and uh, I follow them, and I still see them from time to time. Not Space Hog, but uh, Royston Langdon. He was actually he he was married to Steven Tyler's daughter. 
He married Steven Tyler's daughter. So anyway, he's doing a a solo gig here in the city not too long from now. So I'm going to go check that. But I was at Jones Beach, I want to say about a month ago, to see um, Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher. They performed there. And Smashing Pumpkins tore it down. That was another band. And it took me a while to like them, but they tore it down. Incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, I went to Woodstock 99. That was freaking amazing. I saw Metallica there in the rain. It was great. My What's up? I I watched that. Remember when they used to have the uh, cable boxes and they used to unscramble the cable? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how I watched the Woodstock. It was scrambled and I just got to hear the whole fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. My girlfriend did uh, lighting for... I'm sorry. My girlfriend did lighting for Woodstock 94, so... Wow! Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I would love that. I was I was too young. I wouldn't have been able to make it, but uh, I would I would have loved that. Um, I know Green Day performed, and they had that mud fight in '94. Right. Yep, yep. Um, so threw uh, shit on the stage, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. '99 <laughs> was a mess well, too. Yeah, it's Green Day. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they did have an album. There was already shit on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy on Green Day. I I um, I really don't like um. For some reason, I don't like them now, but I loved them before. I right. love yeah, them. Yeah, they uh, really changed. Yeah, they really did. But um, I, I love them. I, I saw them with I forgot who the fuck they were with. Sorry if I curse. I don't know if I can. All right. But um, whatever you want here. I, I saw them um at Roseland here in the city. It doesn't exist anymore. They tore it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, it hurt my soul to see that place go. I've seen a lot of shows there. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven Dust, you guys in Seven Dust? You know them? I know them. Mm-hmm. I'm not too big of a fan. Yeah, I, I love Seven, seven Dust. Dust. Many, I love Jean's Seven the... Dust. What? What's that, buddy? I said Dijon's the man. Oh, Dijon's the man. I, <laughs> I met him. I met him one time at, at the show. He was just walking by, and I and I got so superstar struck. I didn't know what to say to him. I'm like, Dijon. You are the freaking man. And he's like, yeah, dude. He probably he thought I was drunk. I don't even drink. <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. Okay, man. And he just kept it moving. Um, but that was freaking awesome. I love the Deftones. I've, I've, uh, I've seen the Deftones 8 million times. Too much too much to count. Um, I don't know, man. Mudvayne. I saw Mudvayne live a few times. Um, like I saw Safe What's up, buddy? You go to a lot of shows. Yeah, man, I went to a ton, man. Every every well, yeah, go to. What's up? Yeah, you're right in the middle of uh, you know the mecca of you know metal kind of you know in yeah. Manhattan there. So I was a big Oasis fan, so I've seen them many many times. Of the Black Crows, I've seen many times. Um, shit, uh, Silver Chair, I got to see once. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, you name them. If they were big in the '90s, I saw them. Soundgarden. Right, the 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 audio audio slave. I saw audio slave so many times. Oh, wow. oh but a nine inch nails. Don't know if you dig nine inch nails. Mm. Phenomenal live, incredible, oh. and of oh, course Rage Against the Machine. You mentioned yeah. nine inch nails, and Greg left. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What? I'm out." <laughs> no, and and uh, Rage Against the Machine is is with hands down, and I, I will fight somebody over this. Like hands down, the greatest live band I've ever seen in my life. And that includes Metallica. And Metallica kicks some serious ass. No one's better than Rage Against the Machine Live. I've never seen anything like it. It's it's the rawest musical experience you will ever have. That's just me. To each his own. I know. I know. I'm. I know. I know. I'm ruffling feathers, but it, it's the way <laughs> I feel. Well, John, you're a big fan of uh, Rage, right? 
Yeah, I love I well. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure you can get the picture. I do get uh, the yeah, picture. Yeah, I saw I saw Rage and Nine Inch Nails at Lollapalooza. And, and uh yeah. Somebody the died place was in a madhouse. Seriously. <laughs> it was the energy was just yeah. pushed you back. Exactly. It was so intense. It is next level stuff. It's it's insane. Yep. Um that that's my favorite band of all time. Like I can honestly tell you, like it's just everything I love about music is that band. Right, the hip hop. Tom Morello is is just on another level, right? And the 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 raw energy on the stage. It's the it's the it's not the tightest band in the world, but it's not supposed to be. It's right. just so raw, and and I love raw music, and that's what Rage. I, I saw Rage in I think it was 2010 or 2012 for the last time, when they headlined Rock the Bells at Randall's Island, and I went both nights just to see Rage, and they they destroyed the place. I brought my what'd sister. You think of, uh, what'd you think of Denzel Curry's version of Bulls on Parade? Uh, it was it was okay, actually. Somebody sent that to me. And um I thought he did a really cool job. Very Yeah, he, he, was, he was energetic as hell and, and yeah. he was he was hitting the I mean he was screaming fairly fairly well. You like it was it wasn't Zach De La Roca. I'm very, very picky. I mean, who's gonna be Zach in my sure. opinion? But it right. it was entertaining. I, I it could have been a whole lot worse, I'll tell you that much. I dug yeah, he it. threw in his own line in there too, his own um, <laughs> his own chorus or whatever. And it was good. It was good. I dug it, man. I, um, it, it could have been a whole lot worse. Like I said, like I said. Yeah. What's up, Mr. Moon? It's removing Greg here. I don't know what happened to him. His internet connection probably went uh, haywire or something. Oh, He's man, been he, having I issues lately. And he left. He wasn't he having. He did. It. I don't know what you did, Ray. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. I'm out of here. I, I wasn't a huge Nine Inch Nail fans either, fan either. Until I got dragged out to a live show. Yeah. Saw them at Madison Square Garden. Incredible, man. I mean, what an incredible live band. Radiohead. I don't know if you guys are into that. Probably not. It's not very metal. They're, they're incredible live. Incredible. That's um, what I hear. Yeah, very good live band. I've seen them live several times. Everybody get serious. All right, that is the first half of the Billy Ray Valentine interview. You will see the next half next week. But... While you're doing that, or waiting for the next episode, please go check out the uh, Hameen Media Group. Right, guys? What are you getting? Yes. Sp- what is that? Spiffy? Spiffy Cola. So we'll give you a Spiffy. Awesome. 1934. That's old. Yeah. So anyway, go check out the Infinite Fringe, the Hameen Media Group, everything over at uh, podbean.com. You'll find all their stuff, all their podcasts. Uh, our last podcast we did with uh, the Impact Attack. If you haven't listened to that, that's on there. Very fun interview. And oh, they also gave us a special uh, best of uh, show, Rat Sound Review show, on their network. So definitely go check that out. Lots of fun. Yeah, it was lots of oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some cool stuff on there. Oh, one last announcement. Not only is System of a Noun coming back on tour in 2020, but Deceased is finally going to make the return to the Midwest. All right. The Ghostly White Tour, and I was talking to King the other day, and they're definitely coming to Minneapolis. Uh, we're there. We're there. Yeah, cool. More, more uh, interview opportunities. Yep. Live interviews. All right, so go check out our website, ratsoundreview.com, uh, Twitter, rat underscore review, uh, Orange Sky will be on in two weeks and uh, we'll never get Iron Maiden on or Metallica but whatever it is what it is 
We might be able to get Paul Diano. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's not going anywhere, right? What's he doing? Man, nothing. Full game. <laughs> I'll say that. I'm going to edit that out in case he ever does come on the show. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> uh, Instagram, uh, rat underscore salad underscore review. Facebook.com uh, slash rat salad review. And um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Good enough for now. Oh, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, please. Sub- please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button right there. See it? Hit it. Subscribe to our show. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Adios. Bye.